Hey guys, you're listening to Hope In Your Story. My name's Candice and I'm joined by Sean and Luke. Say hello. Hi. Hello. <laughs> Today we're going to be talking with Sean and Luke so you guys can learn a little bit more about them. Cool. It's going to be fun. That's scary. Yeah. But okay. Yeah. I'm ready for it. Be very afraid. But first, I thought we would talk a little bit about our favorite worship songs. So, Sean, do you want to start us off? My favorite song would have to be From the Inside Out by Hillsong because no matter what their outside appearance looks like, Jesus wants to love us and change us from the inside out. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And Luke? Well, funnily enough, every time I like a new worship song, it always has the word hallelujah in it. And it's like, it's a really weird phenomena, but just about every single worship song with hallelujah in it is a song that I like. Mm. So yeah, it's kind of a weird happenance, but yeah. Yeah? Yeah, so. <laughs> message for you there somewhere? It's a message for me there, yeah. yeah. So my favorite worship song is Multiplied by Need to Breathe. It sounds really simple. I get the feeling it's probably not. Like the, the instruments in it are really amazing, but the words and the lyrics are just so simple which is one of my favorite things in a worship song is when you just go with the simple lyrics because no no words can convey god's love and grace and everything so why bother trying right so yeah i did they they just really capture that whole god's love so infinite i don't have a word to describe this i'm just going to go with just simple words because you know and they're really heartfelt words so So as I was saying, today we're going to be talking about Luke and Sean's experiences with their mental health and mental health issues that they've had. So I guess we'll just dive straight into it. So Sean, how does your mental health affect you in like your daily life? It just it affects me a lot just in setting goals and just my social activities because I'm not really like... I have confidence and self-esteem and I want to hang out with people like all the time, but like my depression affects me because I know that I just need to have time on my own to kind of recharge my batteries and, you know, being an introvert and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, just setting goals and just my daily life, just believing in myself, I guess. Depression kind of just drags me down sometimes and, you know, even when I've got a really good idea for a book or, you know, a poem or something like that. I'll just keep it to myself and I won't share it with anyone. Because sometimes I just feel like maybe, maybe like due to my depression, I just don't think it's like that great or that good. And what about you, Luke? How does it affect you day to day? Well, day to day, it's mostly my anxiety that really affects me. It makes it difficult to do normal stuff. Lately, it's been getting a bit better. But yeah, no, just buying milk from the shop is extremely difficult. You know, like, it's like people don't understand how difficult of a thing it is just to get out of the house and do something very simple until they've gone through severe anxiety. So, Sean, how does all that affect your relationships? I tend to not want to build friendships with new people because I just feel like sometimes I'm going to stuff it up or, you know, like, oh, we hung out like four months ago. How are you going? Kind of thing. So it affects my relationships. Any as much as I love people and I really do, I just find it really difficult to maintain relationships because the depression causes me to kind of isolate myself, which is never a good thing. And so I guess being at church, like I'm constantly hanging out with the same people, 
which I don't think is bad at all, but I think it does affect me wanting new friends and just, yeah, building new relationships with people. And what about you, Luke? How are your relationships being affected? Well, I guess with bipolar, that really affects how people sort of view my emotional state. And sometimes I'll think I'm mad at them or they'll think like something's going on. Like they'll think that something they've done has affected the way that I am acting, but I won't even realize it's happening. So people will go, oh, you look really sad today or something, but it's actually just because I'm less energetic than the day before when I was manic. Yeah. Like, so, you know, when I'm manic, I'm off the walls and kind of happy and sort of stuff like that. And people think if they think that's my natural state when I'm depressed, they'll think that I'm mad at them. Um, but it's really that I have less energy and, you know, I'm less inclined to be stupid or silly, you know, than when I'm manic. So, yeah. So what sort of things do you tend to do to get yourself through a day at work or just, I guess, a day in general? I guess just listening to music or even just, I, I don't know, just something simple, just reminding myself of some of God's promises, which I don't always do, but... That kind of gets me through the day because no matter what my days look like, you know, good or bad, I can just kind of hold on to them and just remind myself that he is my father, he's my friend, and I can get through the day, um, you know, even if the same thing might happen tomorrow. But yeah. What about you, Luke? Well, I just sort of remember that work is kind of, is like an act of worship, and like do, like working, and that God gave me my job. No, I wouldn't be there if he didn't want me there. And I wouldn't have my job if people didn't think I did a good job. Yeah. So I kind of just hold on to that. And even when I'm having a bad day, I just push through because I haven't been fired yet. So if I haven't been fired <laughs> yet, yeah. I'm doing okay. You know, so, um, yeah. And, you know, it, obviously if I'm having a really bad time, I make sure to let my boss know if I'm having a really yeah. bad time. But I haven't really had to do that yet. So, yeah, I just remember that I'm there for a reason and, yeah, and I'm valued in my job. So, yeah, that gets me through. Mm, that's good. So, I guess just an open question for both of you. Do, do you guys find that having a day planned out really strictly is more helpful or do you find that just winging it and going with the flow works better for you to I, get things done? I honestly think winging it because if I had like a whole list of I need to do this, this and that, it'd make me more, more anxious because I'm trying to like do all these tasks and if I don't get it all done, I'm like, oh my God, what's wrong with me? <laughs> I'm the complete opposite. So that was a good question because yeah. I'm the exact opposite. If I don't have a strict set list of I'm doing all these things, I can't function. So it's like, I might have the appearance that I'm just sort of like, yeah, this is all good and like, you know, and like I'm carefree, but really I have a set plan of everything. Everything's calculated. Everything's like, I I have like all my ducks in a row when I do anything. And it's yeah. sort of like, if I don't, I just go into like a full panic meltdown. So, yeah. So I know Sean touched on it before, but what sort of things encourage you? So I know you mentioned listening to music and stuff helps you get through the day, but what other things do you have that really encourage you when you're feeling really low? I guess I'm listening to what other people are doing within the mental health community, because that encourages me that 
Because I think some, sometimes like we can tend to think that what, what we're doing isn't that great. Other people are doing it better. But if we look at what other people are doing, that can encourage us to just, I guess, pick ourselves up and be like, you know what? I got this. Like, and I can make such an incredible impact and leave, an, leave a legacy and encouragement for other people to follow. So I think, yeah, just listening to a podcast or just checking out what other people are doing within the thing that you're passionate about. Yeah, is... that's really cool. Like um, for me, yeah, music as well. Yeah. Yeah, I'm massive with music. It really affects me. What's really encouraging is seeing other people doing similar things to us and and how they're going and what they're doing, saying hi to them. Yeah, yeah and just seeing how everyone else is doing life and sharing out love with each other, you know, like you know like just showing people that we care about them yeah and like and like and it's good because we get to mix and mingle from like um the all of us being christian mixing and mingling with everyone else in the mental health and there's not many christians in mental health yeah sort of like i don't know what you'd call it like area um i guess but like there's not many people doing what we do um from a christian point of view yeah. And so it's really nice to show people who aren't Christian that we do actually care and that we do like and we are following it from a biblical perspective and it's not like we're not compromising to fit in or anything yeah. like that. We actually are Christians with mental health issues that are showing people will know it's not against the Bible or anything to do what we're doing, you yeah. know. So yeah. Uh-huh. So, so- in the past, have you guys found that going to see like a counselor or a mental health person—the uh, name escapes me right now—professional talking to someone? Have you found that talking to someone has been helpful in the past or now? Yes, very much. Like um, the only reason I don't do it now is because I've got a very good support network and I've got friends who I talk to, and it's kind of that's where I do my counseling, but, um, it's definitely helpful, especially when you're struggling, um, to see someone and to get everything out in the open and just to talk about your mental health. Even if everything is going good, it's good to talk to someone because getting the positive feedback because things are going good is really helpful too. And it helps to build yourself up and strengthen yourself. So yeah, I think it's a really positive thing to see someone like a counselor or a psychologist. Yeah. Yeah. I would also say it was really positive for me because like for the longest time, like I just didn't know what was wrong with me. Like I'd get depressed and it'd last like six to eight weeks. Wouldn't know why just come out the blue. And so I just decided to see a, a psychologist because I just wanted to talk to someone and just, I don't know, I guess get down to the bottom of what was going on. And yeah, just was struggling with something that filled me with shame and just talking to someone made a real difference and yeah. So how do you deal with the stigma that there is against your mental illness? I guess with mine, people tend to like, you're crazy if you have bipolar. Like, you know, like when people think of crazy, normally the first term they come to is bipolar, you know, like it's like, or schizophrenic, like bipolar and schizophrenic are the two ones that people run to. Um, so it, it can be really difficult when you tell people, you know, yeah, I've got this. But if you're really nonchalant and sort of like, I guess, um, open with it and just talk about it like it's normal, 
people then feel like it's normal. So it's almost like that fake it till you make it thing where it's like, you know, instead of like being really scared to talk about it, if you're just like, you know, I've got bipolar, you know, sometimes I'm like this and people go, oh, okay, cool. And they're not really that, you know, they don't really feel weird about you. Um, And it has a pretty positive effect, especially at work. So, yeah. Yeah. What about you, Sean? I think just um, being honest with people and just telling them, like, hey, I get depressed sometimes. I don't know why. It lasts really long. And I think that just encourages people to understand, especially if they're struggling with any form of mental illness. It helps people understand that, you know, you can actually have a relationship with Jesus no matter what. Like, that's just a part of who you are, but it's not you as an entire person. And so, yeah, I just think that that... It's just great to not have stigma towards yourself because if you don't have stigma towards yourself, you can actually influence and encourage other people that they're not a mistake. You're yeah. not a burden. Yeah. You are important. Yeah, no, um, actually with me, yeah, definitely. Um, knowing that just because I have um, a mental health issue doesn't mean that I'm some outcast from Jesus, yeah. like some demonically possessed crazy, you know, like, yeah, it's like, I think um, that's, um, a bit of a problem too, especially with church, like not necessarily the community. Um, there's a bit of a demonization within the community, but I think that's just kind of like that whole um, religious community, like people who have broken away from it, but still have a few of the dogma things going on where they feel yeah, like yeah, yeah. they feel like mental health is demonic in some form. Um, but definitely at church, they kind of, because it's the unknown for them, uh, for people who like it because like if you don't see the actual demonic yeah yeah and you see something like mental health you're gonna go oh that's like in the bible because that's your only reference is like yeah. what you've read and what it kind of looks like and you don't realize until you've actually seen demonic stuff you go oh no okay that is like level 100 over there this is like level one that's not even and it can yeah. be so frustrating because even if you have a mental health condition like Jesus looks at you as being an amazing person. And that's just the aspect of your personality is the aspect of who you are. Yeah. But it's not you as an entire person. And it seems yeah. like within the church setting, sometimes, as soon as you say, you know, I've got depression or I've got bipolar or whatever, it's automatically like, oh, well, I don't want to talk to this person. Yeah. And it's just like, well, if Jesus was literally here, he would. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that, yeah. And I think um, mental illness is as much a part of you as not having a limb yeah. or having some other physical disability. Um, it, would you still walk away from the person and go, oh, you don't have Jesus yeah. if they were in a wheelchair? You know what I mean? Because people were getting up and walking in the Bible because of Jesus. So if someone's in a wheelchair, d- does that mean they haven't accepted Jesus? Yeah. You know, like it's the exact same mindset. It's just that most of us are more okay when it comes to mental health like more okay with it when it's mental health and I think there's this mindset that you know if you've got Jesus in your life Mm. you if you if you look really sad or whatever you don't have joy you don't have acceptance you don't know who you are in God but that's not necessarily true yeah it just might be like oh I'm having a really bad day with you know my mental illness Act- tomorrow is going to be different. Just, just to Ooh. add to that point, some of the best moments I've experienced with God was when I was severely depressed. Yeah. So I was severely depressed, and that's when I felt the touch of God more. 
So, like, if anyone's going to sort of go, oh, oh you, you obviously don't have the presence of God in your life if you're depressed, I'd like... I feel sorry some, for them because I yeah. had such amazing experiences because of it. I think you only really have to go so far through the Bible as the Psalms to find support for that. Yeah, like when totally, David was writing yeah. a lot of those Psalms, he was super depressed. Like some of the Psalms are very heavy and very angsty, I yeah. guess. Like, you know, so to say that, you know, just because you're depressed or you don't have that joy right this very second means you don't have Jesus is sort of not based in much biblical truth because yeah, we have yeah. like Dave, like David of all people, like he's, you know, pouring out his heart into these Psalms and a lot of them are really, they're down. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, as I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, it brings me joy. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like, can you imagine Joel Austin preaching that, <laughs> preaching yeah, yeah. that sort of scripture? It's like, as I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, and just going back to that point that Luke made before about you know sometimes when you're at your lowest that's when you feel God more yeah which is so true because it's when you're at your lowest like you're like God I like really need you I I have like I know actually it's gonna be good but like man yeah that's that that really was what it was like it was um this sort of pivotal moment of I have nothing else except you yeah and God responds to that and I think that's why it was actually a bit of a blessing having severe depression when I did, you know, but yeah, like not saying like depression's great <laughs> because it can be really yeah. detrimental, but to say that it excludes you from the love of God is absolutely false. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I know you've both sort of like touched on this a bit and we've been kind of dancing around this whole question the entire time, I guess, but why are you passionate about mental health and mental health awareness i'm just passionate about it because just you know coming from someone that was bullied or whatever and just you know multiple times just didn't want to be here anymore i think i'm just so passionate about it because i know that every single person has potential and every single person has you know a purpose and it's it's like specifically designed for each individual no one else can live out your story no one else can live out the life that god's got for you only you can do that and sometimes I feel like we can get to a point in life where we think I'm not important my story doesn't matter but it does and yeah just you know God loves you and God's got a purpose for your life and not to sound corny but there's hope in your story (laughs) because there literally is yeah yeah no with me I'm just really I get real fired up about mental health. Um, I'm really against the stigma toward mental health, um, especially in the church. And there's a lot of people who suffer in silence because uh, they just feel like there's something wrong with them. Like, and not in a medical way, like they, they think there's something wrong with their character or their relationship with Jesus. And so, yeah, I just really want to educate people so because when you know better you act better so yeah so that's why i'm really passionate about mental health and doing hope in your story yeah so that's all the time that we've got for today um if you want more information about what you've heard or who you've heard or you just want to say hi you can pop on over to our website which is hopeinyourstory.com 
And from there, you can find all sorts of blog posts and the links to all our social media. Thanks, guys.